0: My name is Tony Reid. Welcome to GAY, a radio program for LGBTI people and their friends <coughs> on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM and other access radio stations around New Zealand. Um, this month is my summary of the year. This is the political bit. You'll get the more light-hearted bit next month. And the headlines are two bills of importance which were passed this year through the New Zealand Parliament first to do with uh, uh, with transgender legislation. It was actually on December the 9th, 2021, that the New Zealand pass, Parliament passed unanimously the new Births, Deaths, Marriages and Relationships Bill, replacing 1995 legislation. Um, th- this involved the ability to change gender on birth certificates, the family court involvement um, have, being no longer required there is now a new simple self selecting administrative process self identification already exists for passports driving licences um etc et and the world didn't come to an end with those um, so it's the end of really the end of quite a long process the bill had a, had a weird history. It was introduced in 2017, but the, but the transgender elements were introduced after the first reading in select <laughs> committee. In February the nine, 2019, the Internal Affairs Minister, Tracy Martin, ruled that the new clause had not had sufficient public c- consultation. She was interestingly an NZ First Minister, so the heavy hand of Winston Peters was suspected. Um, he and New Zealand First have never been supportive of our communities. Um, For example, Winston had insisted on a party vote against marriage equality, the only party to have a party vote. Government set up, um, the government set up a working group which made regulations. Then, to our relief and joy, New Zealand First were voted out of Parliament <laughs> in the 2020 election. Uh, there was further consultation. Um, Jan Logie, um, the local Green MP, has told me that, uh, that there was plenty of <laughs> consultation before. I mean, it, it's, um, it's just that the opponents didn't get their way, so they, <laughs> They claimed there were uh, they hadn't been consulted enough uh, rather than the fact that they'd been consulted and lost <laughs> anyway now an application via statutory de- declaration, and the new minister Gentinetti is very supportive of the whole process. The remarkable thing is that that passed unanimously in Parliament after new Zealand first departure this uh, uh, This has of course. Um this, this reform has, of course, already happened elsewhere, uh, but of late there's been significant increase in transphobia, especially in the United States and the UK. Uh, reform was promised in the UK, but the TERFs are very active there and have persuaded the present government that no change with transgender law should occur the author j k rowling has ended up in the centre of this her comments get more and more extreme despite many of her allies insisting that her views are reasonable and moderate but for example there was a recent incident with graham norton in an interview, uh, he was asked about can- cancel culture with reference to Rowling. He didn't give a direct answer, but recommended talking to trans people, their families, medical me- uh, uh, medical professionals, etc., rather than celebrities like himself and, by implication, Rowling, who 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 are not experts. The uh, the uh, uh, um, the, uh, the the activist. Uh, The left-wing activist and and singer Billy Bragg supported him. J.K. Rowling, very much enjoying the recent spate of bearded men stepping confidently onto their soapboxes to define what a woman is and throw their support behind rape and death threats to those who disapprove um if 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 any um, if anybody can say how the the comments of graham norton uh, led to that outburst and that, and that her views are reasonable please send me a postcard um uh, there is no way um that there was Furthermore, her, her comments do seem to suggest that uh, that that you shouldn't talk with trans people at all because they all rape and make death threats, uh, which is a strange view for someone who claims not to be anti-transgender. Um, there's a good YouTube video describing her friends and allies, uh, uh, many, uh, uh, many of which have neo-fascist tendencies or at least are happy to have neo-fascist allies. Indeed, my enemy's enemy... <laughs> can uh, can be my friend, but you have to be very careful which one you choose as the enemy and which one you choose as the friend. Um, uh, and proven by developments in the US where a, ride, where a wide range of vicious anti-trans legislation in Republican states uh, uh, sometimes even seeking to criminalise supportive parents of trans teens, has inevitably now extended to the whole LGBTI community, with don't say gay bills and things on the increase. So it remains amazing that the New Zealand Parliament was able to pass this unanimously. The second reform was, uh, was, was making conversion therapy illegal, and that passed on the third reading on the 15th of February this year. Uh, uh, um, this was the second major bill re- relating to our communities. It also has an interesting history. Uh, um, this time, mostly because of the of the former national MP Simon Bridges. As party leader, Bridges had expressed opposition to human rights legislation, preferring, "quote my own values." So when Judith Collins became leader and selected him as their justice spokesman, we knew we were in for trouble. Uh, true to form, his values kicked in and he got Nats to, uh, the Nats to vote against first reading. Very unusual, as parties will normally vote in favour at that stage so that the committee can look more closely at the, at, at the legislation. You only vote against first reading if you're totally opposed to the whole thing. Um, which uh, um, ACT uh, uh, um, act did vote in favour of first reading, despite the fact they weren't entirely happy, and uh, but then followed through and finally supported third reading because they they, they, they said that, that their issues had been resolved. Bridges' action caused real ructions within the National Party, so the new leader, Christopher Luxon, being less keen on culture war issues than Judith and Friends, sensibly allowed a free vote. Um, after... After all that, only eight national MPs ended up opposing. Uh, 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 They were mostly called Simon or Simeon. Bridges then left Parliament to our joy and relief. Having both him and Winston no longer around to interfere in our lives and liberties, it is quite a blessing. And please don't let Winston back again in the next election. I don't think... I think both Labour and National should say they, w- they wouldn't work with him, which would hopefully kill off any any attempted return. So we have Labour and Green in favour of our reforms, National mostly so, and even our most right-wing party, ACT, voting in favour of both bills. We are unusual not to have a far-right party fully engaged in culture war issues. Instead, ACT has supported both these bills fairly consistently. National has mostly done so too, but their support is fairly soft. Look at what Simon Bridges was able to get away with when he was their justice spokesman. The most you can really expect from a National Act government is therefore benign neglect, not further uh, rev- uh, reforms. Uh, they are also rather, co- uh, rather cool on human rights legislation, act especially so. Labour, strongly supported by the Greens, have for example been promising hate speech legislation but the previous Justice Minister seems to have developed cold feet there. Fortunately the new Minister, Kiri Allen, has promised that there will be legislation in this Parliament. The the Prime Minister has stated that the government will try for cross-party agreement on practical reforms but National Act remain implacably opposed Uh, to any legislation. It is indeed a difficult topic to get right, but they will not even discuss it. Judith Collins dismissed any such law as unnecessary, as speech-encouraging violence is already in place. At about the same time, a gay activist tried to prosecute a so-called Christian pastor who said gay people should be killed. The police said they could not prosecute. Uh, This was, again, this was actually back in the news quite recently so much for nationals totally satisfactory current legislation to return to the ban on conversion practices i suspect many of you saw the tv tvnz document still available on tvnz plus beyond conversion which in particular saw some of the select committee process dealing with the record number of submissions uh, uh, one enjoyed the National Party rep, who generally remained silent. Simon Bridges, looking hostile. Simeon Brown, who is a who who um, who is another opponent. He's the most fundamentalist MP in Parliament. Apparently, um, he was looking impassive. Or others who did support the reform in third reading. A number of National MPs actually spoke in support, and none of the eight opponents spoke at all, which was a bit cowardly of them. But you will note that opposition mostly came from fundamentalist Christians. The considerable increase in support for uh, for LGBT people over the last 30 years or so has come primarily from a loss of ignorance. The reforms caused more people to relax and come out, and others discovered gay relatives and friends. The old myths were cast away because they were found to be basically lies. Gay people were simply not like that. They were a normal part of society. In particular, many openly gay couples now have children. Report after report has shown them to be perfectly happy families, sometimes more loving than at least some heterosexual ones. One group that continues to resist this development, fundamentalist Christians, have clung vigorously to the old myths. Facts, in other words truth and honesty, is as nothing to them compared to their overwhelming dogma about the wickedness of homosexuality. Um, so they still call it a chosen lifestyle, even though science, report after report and, and and all the science is totally against them. And again, as the majority of Christians accept and embrace re- reality, for example, even the Salvation Army submitted in favour of the conversion therapy ban, which is shows that how shows that change can be quite possible. The fundamentalist cries have become shriller and shriller as they hold fast to their dogmas against all all evidence, including scientific evidence uh, they, uh, they oppose this by inventing their own pseudoscience. LGBT people have known this for many years, and it appears yet again that we have been the canaries in the coal mine here. For now, the whole idea of turning truth and untruth upside down, originally summed up in the abuse of the phrase fake news a few years back, has become the new norm. Social media allows lies to spread and become established almost immediately. Trump was, of course, the evil genius who popularized this trend and, in particular, recruited fundamentalist Christians to his cause. Initially, it was considered impossible that evangelicals could possibly fall under his spell. Didn't he represent everything they abhorred? But what wasn't recognized was the limited, rigid, legalistic nature of fundamentalist Christian morality. It consists of a neat legal list of do's and don'ts. Uh, this constitutes Christian morality for them, and anything outside of that is not really relevant. A more universal code, for example, "Love God and do what you like," which I think is a quote from uh, uh, from uh, Saint Augustine, has specifically is specifically rejected. So, so we, the Canaries in the LGBT communities, have recognised the ready acceptance of immoralities relating to truth and honesty, in particular to oppose one of their biggest list items, homosexuality. Just look at some New Zealand examples. The abuse of power in in the Arise Church, the scandal of Gloria Vale, that great fundamentalist experiment, and, of course, Brian Tamaki and Destiny Church. In each case, items on the on the do's and don'ts list get neatly ticked ticked off, only for the funders to fall straight into a sin which any common man can tell you is wrong. As I read somewhere, when you etch your moral codes in stone, you have no room for editing. Rather nice phrase, I think. <laughs> of course american fundamentalists have led the way here they have already led, uh, they have always led the way in this kind of morality so when trump offered them power they seized it as a way to getting the society they always wanted so it is not really a case of secular conservatives corrupting fundamentalist christians but the exact opposite the the, the current ethos of the far right is exactly what fundamentalist fundamentalism has always been oh. about the corruption of Western democracy that we are talking about so much um, is due to the increasing influence that the fundamentalists are have having. They are not even neutral in political society, but a negative force. But you will say this is the US, not New Zealand. As with conversion therapy, the... Uh, the rather smug view that it can't happen here, um, which is the traditional Kiwi one, is dangerously naïve. Within every evangelical quarters, Americans rule. Recently, we discovered that local churches had invited US evangelist Franklin Graham to speak here on a tour called the God Loves You Tour. Um, you may barf at that point. Uh, Franklin is Billy Graham's son but very different from his father. In particular, he is an avid supporter of Trump. From 2016, he was happy to jettison almost every single belief he supposedly possessed for the 30 pieces of silver of of, of the political power his support gave him. Hopefully local churches are not similarly zealots, but simply naive about Mr Graham. But if that is the case, then it illustrates the very point I'm making about the the narrowness of fundamentalist morality, which leaves them so unprotected from such corruptions of the faith. In other words, it's not a strong morality, it's a particularly weak one. They are particularly easily led 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 astray. And it's not really just failing to see the wood for the trees. It's a denial that there's a wood there at all.
1: Tony, I've sat here biting my tongue through that. (laughs) Can I just make an observation? And as you know, I'm a committed Christian, I'm an ex-pastor, etc. Leaving aside Franklin Graham's right-wing, Trump-driven ideology, which really divorces him from the New Zealand scene, there's still the error, if I can use use that word, that American Christianity is a different flavor to New Zealand. It doesn't fit us. One of the most useful conferences i ever attended was in, at a pastor's conference in Los Angeles. And the great famous man who was the pastor there said to us, we had a personal meeting with him, he said, do not copy what we do in America and do it in New Zealand. He said, find the biblical essence and Translate that into your culture. Yes. Very, very wise words. So yes, Frank Graham is quite out of step with New Zealand.
2: Yes.
0: Well, it's interesting. I was realizing as I was as I was as I was making these notes how how basic the phrase religious the religious right has become, particularly mm. obviously in the American context, with the idea that this is a particular type of um, of extreme. Of extreme right, uh, right, right-wing ideology, mm, with mm. a, with a, with a, we think pseudo-religious, uh, pseudo-religious basis. Absolutely. And I agree that such a, that such a uh, 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 that, that such beliefs are very um, inimical to new uh, to to New Zealand in general. Mm, mm. Um, I think it is regrettable that uh, uh, um, at least some New Zealand evangelicals have fallen for the, uh, for the American thing and decided that uh, inviting Franklin Graham here is a good idea yeah. and they'll somehow get more, more Christian converts. I suspect... Um, <laughs> uh, um, so, so they are the people who perhaps need a good talking to. Yeah. I,
1: I suspect they base a lot of their um, support... On on Billy Graham, the father, yeah. who was a man in his time and at that age, Billy Graham wouldn't fit in in, in New Zealand now either. But at least back in the, in the 1950s, he fitted the context of both our societies.
0: Yes. And interestingly, he ha- uh, there were elements of Billy Graham. For example, he was strongly anti-racist. Mm. He refused to have uh, to have segregated yes, indeed appearances. And this is one of the strongest things about him. One doesn't see anything like that in Franklin. But mm. it's it's not on the it's not on the ticked off not ticked-off list, is it?
1: Yes, so you can be assured (laughs) I'm not going to listen to Franklin Graham.
0: (laughs) I am am assured. I hope I made clear in this that I'm not talking about Christians in general, just... and not even about a lot of evangelicals, mm-hmm. but about fundamentalists. Indeed, and indeed. The, the basic thing I say to, uh, to to evangelicals is, don't go near these fundamentalists. They've got virtually everything wrong. Right. And it's not just about and not just about homosexuality, even though we obviously believe that we're the canaries in the coal mine, mm-hmm. and they say things about homosexuality in the 1990s, and now they're saying the same sort of things about everything else.
1: Indeed, indeed, yes.
0: I'd like to close with a rather lovely story about fundamentalist Christians in Texas, of course, um, and, their, and their production of the musical Hamilton. They decided to put on a production and they changed it by adding uh, uh, um, uh, classic fundamentalist messages of their version of Christianity. And of uh, and of course they were strongly anti-gay as well. Uh, they insisted that they had received permission to adapt it in this way, but when this got out and the copyright owners, like Lin Manuel Miranda, were informed, uh, this turned out to be a classic fundamentalist untruth. <laughs> Uh, they, they obviously took, then took legal advice, because not long after, they were, there were grovelling apologies, promises to desist, dis, dis, destroy all videos of said production, plus acceptance of a heavy fine, because not even the most self-righteous fundy can break the law that casually and get away with it. The final delight was that the Hamilton copyright owners then announced that they would din- donate the fine to local um, LGB support and campaign groups in Texas. Uh, the, the church was thanked for their generosity. <laughs> uh, to sum up, the, the experience of our communities have identified over the years the nature of fundamentalist Christianity and can say with authority, that they are a major contributing influence to the current situation where, where where democratic society is in such danger, and they are a mostly negative force, as I have said as I said in my conversation, the phrase of the of the religious right is now religious is now openly used to describe some pretty extreme right-wing views and policies. Uh, such a phrase is surely an internal contradiction. It is not possible to be a Christian and, and a fascist at the same time. Surely you have to choose one or, or one or the other. However, I would add, but unlike them, we do not insist that they be made illegal or banned. Uh, just that they don't. That they don't. That, that we stop recognising them as a positive force in society and that therefore by no means should they be given any power over anybody um, uh, 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 but treated just as a minor irritant and irrelevance in modern Aotearoa new zealand It turns out that we do have a bit of spare time at the end for for a little light relief after that. So here is a taster of what next month's going to include. As you know, uh, 2022 has been Judy Garland's centenary and and I have never allowed you to forget that for long. So, one more, one perhaps final piece of Judy Garland I've chosen uh, from one of her most famous MGM films, Meet Me in St Louis. The Boy Next Door. Um, and I decided to have the film's soundtrack. Obviously, other people have sung this, but I've been interested that many of the gay men who sing lots of Judy Garland don't seem to touch this one, and I don't know why. It's a very obvious one you'd want to sing about The Boy Next Door. Perhaps there's a copyright holder somewhere resisting. But anyway, in the meantime, let's listen to the great, uh, um, uh, to the great Judy singing about her passion for the boy next door.
2: The moment I saw him smile Kensington Avenue, and he lives at 5133. How can I? Doesn't even tease me And he never sees me Glance his way And though I'm heart sore The boy next door Affection for me won't display I just adore him so I...
0: You can hear this program again next Tuesday at 8pm or Thursday at 5pm. It is also available on our website at www.coastaccessradio.org.nz or just Google Coast Access Radio. Kapitake. This is Tony Reed for JOI and Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM and other access stations around New Zealand.